Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. (laughs) Keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I am your host, Anastasia. Today we're talking about oversharing. So I'm excited to kind of dive into that, things that I think are like great about oversharing, things that I think are not so great, ways that I've seen it improve parts of my life, ways where I have felt a little bit more restricted by doing it or feelings of being restricted when I'm not able to do it as much. Um, I'm sitting in this cute cozy set. I had this like really cute outfit on from Commence. I don't know if anybody knows that, but I'm sitting in this cute cozy outfit that I got um, via Amazon. It's on my Amazon storefront, but it's this really soft material. It's definitely not anything like high end because it's from Amazon, but it comes with these this little shirt this little shirt and shorts and I just absolutely love it and it's very 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 cute and I'm very very cozy and happy in it I've been wearing it like all week and I love these little puffy sleeves if you're not I like put this on my little story just to post for the day check it out I'm trying to decide if I want to get back into video recording for the show back with the full video because when I did do it was a time when people weren't really doing it that much and no one really looked at it and it took me an extra hour to upload stuff and like edit the video and then no one looked at it. Now I didn't really use it for social media or anything like that other than like putting up a story but I am trying to decide like do I want to do this more? Is it really you know broadcasting the podcast to a different group of people or more people catching it and then being reminded to do that. But I do think it's nice to have a little visual on my story to say like, hey guys, what's up? Here's me at my microphone and this is what today's subject is. So if you are an oversharer or an undersharer, maybe this is a perfect episode for you today. So tune in and happy Tuesday. Let's get going. First off, oversharing I think gets a bad rep. I think people think that every single time or every single person that is an oversharer is currently oversharing something comes from a place of insecurity. Not saying that that's wrong or incorrect, but I do think that there is certain things and tendencies, not saying that there's anything wrong with that or that's wrong in any way, but I do think there are certain moments or tendencies where that could be coming from that place this place of wanting to prove something. I have definitely thought about a sentence that I've blurted out and then I'm like, why did I have to say it like that? Or why couldn't I have just led with, you know, I make a decent amount of money instead of saying like, I make almost, you know, whatever the case is. Why did I actually have to pinpoint that? Was I trying to prove something to this person in this time? Was I trying to brag? Like what was the point of that overshare? And I think that's the big thing. If we start to take the time to really 
look at when we feel like we've overshared, understanding the why behind it. And guess what? We're all human. We can humanize it. Sometimes it will be to brag. Sometimes it will be to prove something. Sometimes it will be coming from an insecure place because you don't feel welcome and you're trying to act like you're a part of that same societal group that you're currently in the same room with, whether it's downplaying something or upplaying it. And it's it's funny because I'm sure each and every one of you in this moment in time is like, yep, I just did that earlier today. Like, And we do it. We really, really, really do it on a daily basis. We overshare to get ahead, to prove something, to put us in the room, to have a seat at the table. It's all of these things. But sometimes it has to do with life. And sometimes we overshare more or less. This is where I see myself doing it more often. I'm oversharing because I I want everyone to know what's going on. And I want everyone to like celebrate in it if it's something positive in my life. Or I want everyone to share back advice they have for me in that moment. And I say this because here I am talking at at this microphone on a weekly cadence, basically going over things that are happening in my life. Am I oversharing about my husband? Am I oversharing about my life? Or am I finding ways to connect with people? Am I sharing so I make a safe space so others can feel like they can share back, whether that's through a text message, whether that's some of my closest friends talking back about, you know, an episode that I just launched for the day, whether that's connecting with a complete stranger that's never going to meet me face to face, but like listens to this podcast. Hello, stranger. Welcome back. (laughs) I love having you here. Hopefully we can meet face to face one day. And or maybe it's just to feel like if I am able to say it, this person will feel like they can finally reach back in a private way and feel connected to. And it's very, very, very interesting because this entire podcast has brought on all of those things. I love having someone reach out to me from London in a DM, especially when I was going through my um, pregnancy journey, which is still, you know, continuing, especially when I was going through that journey. I remember sharing um, all the things about, you know, this pregnancy that was not going to happen and, and all the things about it and getting to talk to a bunch of other women that are dealing with pregnancy issues, fertility journey, let me put it that way. The the fertility journey is still ongoing, right? And dealing with other women and then whatever they were going through and us all feeling like we could connect on the same level or when I was gone or when I was working on the podcast and going through the pandemic, like, you know, we're saying things that people could feel like they could connect about, whether it was when Douglas was away, And, you know, going through those first, well, several months of him being at duty weekend and how that was kind of going for him. So I don't find oversharing to be a weakness. I find it a way for us all to connect. And I think that that's what I've had to really sit with. It's do I want to connect with someone right now or am I trying to prove something? And I think every time you get into a mood where you overshare, you just have to take that beat and step back, whether it's at the end of the day and you recall a conversation you had, whether it's right after it happens, whether it's a few months later and it's still kind of bugging you. And then I journal on that. If it came from a place of not wanting to like create a safe space where we felt connected, if it came from a place of like, well, what was I trying to prove in that moment? Why was I trying to impress those people? Why do I not feel like 
I have a seat at the table or a space in that room? Why do I feel less than that person? And then that's where the work begins. That's where you're able to dig in and understand where it's coming from. So oversharing, I do feel like is looked at this as this negative, but it can also be such a beautiful positive. It's, and again, I was like, is this even long enough to make a full episode out of? I feel like it is because I feel like it's going to open a can of worms for a bunch of people. And I think we're going to be able to discuss about those things a lot through personal DMs, which I love. Please reach out. So I want you to tell me ways that you feel like you're oversharing or maybe something is like ding, ding, ding going off in your brain right now as you're listening to this. But I do truly think that there are so many ways that we can kind of focus on not oversharing or really starting to question why we're doing it. Sometimes oversharing happens when it's not your news to tell. That's one that we really have to work on. That's one I will say is one that we can focus on maybe making different choices. In an instance where maybe a friend is telling you very private information that's not public yet, how are you going to take that information and hold it sacred for them because it's not your place to do the oversharing? How can you make them feel safe and trust you by them giving you this information and you choose to not share it and you choose to be the friend that is just the lending ear for them because that's what they need you to be. They don't need you to harbor the secret and you shouldn't feel like it's that way. You shouldn't feel like it's <clears throat> a challenge for yourself to have to keep this burden of information and not be able to share it with others because that's something then that we have to dig even deeper. Why do you feel like it's like that? Whereas if someone shares a secret with me, of course I want them to tell other people, especially if it's positive news. But on the flip side, I kind of find it to be um, – rewarding in a way that they they entrusted me with the secret or they wanted to tell me first. And something like, you know, my one girlfriend, when I had gone through my entire miscarriage, had shared with me very early in her pregnancy. And she didn't even know if she was going to see me that weekend. <clears throat> and she was like, you know, it's not public knowledge yet, but I wanted to share it with you. And it was so sweet because I think she also was trying to say, I didn't want to hurt your feelings either, which we talked about a little later since I had just gone through what I went through. But I would never want to steal anyone's joy from something so wonderful that they're also trying for, right? So for me, that was such a beautiful gift for her to feel like she could share that with me and then to know that secret, not harbor it and feel the weight or the pressure of it, but to have this little secret, not overshare it until she was finally ready to share with others and then be able to celebrate it. And then after that too, right here, we go to this fast forward place. And then I feel like people also do this thing where they're like, well, I knew already. So like, da, 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 da. And, and that's not the point, right? It doesn't matter if you knew already or not. Again, it's not about you. It's about them, their information and the information that they're sharing. So there, that's a specific thing of oversharing that I think maybe we need to look at it in a different way and just say, hey, is this my information to share or not? And where can I go from here? And be excited that whoever is telling you this information that they're not telling other people to is a cute little secret you two can have between each other and not something that you need to hold over anyone else's head. 
I looked up oversharing too, and I was like, let me see some things that, you know, Google says about it. And one of them says, why is oversharing a red flag? And it says oversharing is a self-absorption masked as vulnerability. So it might be a signal of emotional needlessness or a lack of boundaries, which I was like, huh. A self-absorption masked as vulnerability. I was like, that just that seems a little aggressive as well. But sometimes, you know, we have this vulnerability we want to share, but also we're not always self-absorbed that we have to share everything about ourselves. But again, just asking that true question, am I proving, am I trying to prove something here or do I really want to connect with someone and that's why I'm sharing? Some of the biggest ways for us to work on oversharing is taking a pause and thinking before we speak or post something, right? That's the hardest thing to do. It's so easy. Everyone's like, think before you speak. Yeah, I know. But it's not always the easiest thing. But posting can help. So maybe it's like sending a text through or an email through or literally posting to your social media. What is What are we trying to gain here? Something that I could say is, here's an overshare, right? So I thought I was doing this artistic thing. I remember I had was it uh, deep eddies? Uh, I was a promo model for them for a long time. So it's Eddie's Betty. And there was an event that I was doing with one of my girlfriends. And we went to the event and they were doing this really cool like projection of deep eddies or like NYC. Um, And he was like known for doing this artistic work where he projected onto the naked body. Or, you know, it could be a clothed body, but like it did look cooler if you were naked. And he would do these really abstract things where you would move and then it would just like move whatever was being projected on with you. And it was this very interesting art form. So we had them at this event and we took some stuff with like our Betty dresses on at first, but it just wasn't showing that silhouette figure that I thought would be cool. So I remember I did this whole photo shoot and I was like, screw it, I'm doing it. And I like had on my tights and I like took off my top and took off my bra and signed the disclosure form and was like, photograph it while I'm young, right? And popped on the chair, flipped upside down, did a cute little cross-legged pose. And I loved the picture. You know, it looked so cool. And you really do have to look in. It's almost like um, the naked art when they paint your body. And I remember thinking and like, this is so fun. This is so cool. And then I got the photos, but they were public, like public could see them, which, you know, I I guess I'm still looking at it as it was an artistic thing, but at the same point, like there are all these photos publicly out there of me if anybody were to search up this artist and that specific date of that event. But then at the same point, um, you know, I wanted to do it for the artistic purpose. I was like, hell, why not? If I get a cool photo from this, this would be neat. So I remember I posted some of them that were a little bit more tasteful, like my back over the shoulder and stuff that I did like. But then I had one where... um, my boobs were out, like I was saying. And I remember I posted it and I went back and talked about it with Douglas. Probably it was a while after I posted it. And I think we talked about it. And I remember we were dating at the time. I was living in, we were living in our New York City apartment. And I remember thinking, you know, while I was doing it, I thought when I posted it that I was doing it to share this artistic you know, experience and how cool is that? And what a, what a unique thing to have this, you know, projection on you. And also like I looked hot in the picture, but it wasn't about that for me. 
And Douglas said to me, he goes, I, I'll never have an issue with you posting something that is artistic, but I do want you to sit and really contemplate, am I posting this because I want the likes and I want people to comment on my body and I'm doing it for a vanity reason or because I'm insecure and I need the compliments or am I truly doing it just because it's like this artistic cool thing? And it really got me thinking. It was like a very interesting conversation I had with Doug. And I don't think I've ever actually told that story on the podcast. If I have, you know, I feel like we repeat stories here at the fourth year of the podcast anyway. But um, a great time to remind you this is in no sequential order. Go ahead and listen to any podcast at any time. <laughs> anyway, um, I remember going through that and it did. It really did make me stop and think. So I was like, am I doing this because I'm oversharing? And I see a lot of posts too of friends or people I know, acquaintances, other influencers that will post um not provocative because I don't want to use that word because it sounds so negative, but like lingerie shoots or different things like that. And it's like, is this a cry for attention or are you really trying to get people to like your pictures to make you feel more confident or you to feel sexier? Do you need to do that or is it coming from an artistic place? So that's a very extreme and again, if you have pictures of you on there that you're like, no, this is literally truly because I think I look fucking hot, good for you. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter, you know, but it is it is something to think about and the whole story was behind like the stop and pause before you speak or post. Another thing that we can work on is like meditating. Why did I overshare? How did this affect myself? How did this affect other people around me? And that's what I said. When I notice I'm oversharing and I'm like, why did I do that? Was that was that an insecure thing? Did I do that because I needed to prove something? Like, why did I have to tell them the amount of money I made in that, in that scenario? I remember I literally just did this a couple days ago. I was like, you know, I don't need to do this part of my job. Um, like, I love teaching, but like, you know, and I get paid well to do it, but I get paid very well. Like, I don't need to be here. I could have just said that. I didn't have to say I make blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't need this. And 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 I was like, why did I, why did I do that? And I, I meditated on it. It was a total flex. I don't know why I felt like I needed to do that. We were having a lovely conversation. I definitely need, didn't need to flex in any way, shape or form. We were both being very respectable to each other and saying a lot of wonderful things. But yeah, it, it did feel like that. So meditating on why you are oversharing. If it gets to a point where it's super extreme, where you feel like you're oversharing a lot, it's coming from this place of insecurity. You've understood that um, you do need to do it to feel better. I would say that's a moment where maybe we need to take it to a more professional level. Maybe we need to seek some counseling. Maybe we need to seek some therapy. Maybe we need to do a little paradox process, whatever it is. Another thing that I notice is that I'll make a list of safe topics to talk about. So if there's something that I'm not trying to talk about with coworkers, I will, I'll make more like a safe list of things not to talk about. Let me put it that way. So like things that aren't on the safe list is usually the list that I make. Like what are the things, like we're not going to talk about this vacation. We're not going to talk about that. I don't want to share that this coworker is currently going through blank with their family. I don't want to share that this coworker is maybe pregnant and nobody knows yet. Or I don't want to, you know, there's different things where I make like a safe topics list for like the group of people I'm going into if I get nervous. But right before, it sets my brain up to remember like these things are off limits, right? Um, 
And again, one of the biggest questions that we could ask that kind of goes back to all these things is, does this person you're sharing with need to hear it? Again, like going back, like why was the point that I did that? But like, did that person even need to know it? So like, do they need to know like if Douglas is away right now when I'm out at a bar that's close to my house, like, no, probably not. I shouldn't tell anybody that when I, when he is gone or out of town because that could be unsafe for me, right? <laughs> that's an overshare. That's not a good smart one. <laughs> so different stuff like that. Like does the person that you're actually doing this oversharing with even need to hear what you're oversharing? Um, the last thing that I have really noticed and a way for me to truly understand some stuff is like, if I did do a post where something has come up, I've meditated on it, I felt a certain way about it, I reread the post. I re-listen to my podcast all the time. It's not in a insecure way. It's never in like, uh, let me listen to how great it is. It's never any of that. It's like, A, usually I say something like I need to re go over in my brain and I need to replay and I end up meditating on and journaling on. Or B... It ends up being something that helps me understand what um, what was I doing in that moment. But also, before I hit post or before I hit send, one of my biggest problems that I have that I've gotten so much better at is rereading the post. First of all, mostly because my vocabulary, I always do the autocorrect so much. So you can't even tell what I'm saying half the time. My friends are like, what? the fuck did you just say? So number one, rereading it before you hit send just for grammar. But secondly, rereading it to know how am I coming off? That's one of the biggest things that I look back and read. I'm like, especially if I'm nervous to say something to someone or where things are getting confrontational or heated. I'm like, let me read back on what it says. Let me go over it. Let me see if it's something that I should be sending and like, how did I word it? How did I want it to come across? And is it accomplishing that? Or do I need to tone it down a bit? Usually for most of us, especially women, because we kind of come in hot, you know, we come in emotionally charged. There are some times that we can kind of tone down some stuff a little bit too. I think often we also need to check ourselves like, are we venting in this time? Is this emotionally charged? Are we presenting an intimate or deeply passionate detail about my relationship with, you know, coworkers that might not be the proper time? Um, am I sharing drama or problems or situations in my life that are very focused on a selfless, selfish manner? Am I posting, um, you know, perfection versus reality? That's one of my biggest things. I think I overshare because I'd rather post reality. Um I think when you're like sharing photos, like, should this be private? Is this a picture? Like I was saying earlier, embarrassing moments. I love to share that because it makes me feel human. I know some people don't feel like that's something that you should share. And I know we live in this different time than our parents. There's a lot of times where I'll share something. And my parents are like, I don't understand why you share that. And I'm like, we just live in this digital age where, yeah, it's unfortunately, but we do really share a, so much. And so, you know, what is it? If we're posting too many locations, something that I actually, it's kind of crazy. Locations more than anything. Like I just said about like the bar too. Be careful. That's one of the things that I'm saying, like, don't always overshare. You can share if you're like in Italy on a trip, you can share if you're on a vacation, but like in that moment, 
I love capture now, post later. So I get overwhelmed with the content that I take all the time. But if I capture a bunch of content and then put together like where we were that day, the following day or that evening, it's so much safer for you to not overshare that information because there are some crazy people out there. I'm not even joking you and you want to avoid them. And you don't always want to tell everyone where you are at that moment in time. Like it can I, just be mindful of that, right? We don't always want to share all of that information. So now let's move into a little bit more of the negativity of oversharing. Where could, let's say all the negative possible things that this could come from. So it can come from your personality type, um, you know, whether it's encouraging or influencing someone through oversharing, uh, fear of rejection, abandonment, isolation. It could be um, desire of popularity, you know, or feeling like included or, you know, you have a seat at the table. It can come from um, feeling inadequate, um, feeling unaccepted and wanting to feel normal. It can come from mental health challenges. It can come from stuff like autism, narcissism, uh, negativity, immaturity, lack of boundaries and awareness, overwhelmed emotions. It can come from smoke screening and never, you know, and or covering for like underlying problems. It can come from um, searching for a companion or a friendship. Uh, it can come from a plea for help. It can come from trauma, uh, need to impress, low self-esteem, pressures of social media, right? Oh my God, we're all like pushed onto that. We all think we need to have these, uh, you know, extravagant lifestyles and these incredible vacations. Yeah, no, there's like 1% of the world that can afford half these trips in the way that they're showcasing them on social. Um, influencing, you know, expecting to follow um, in the steps in order to get you to a certain place of status. So those are things that kind of like really push it in a negative way. But I also think that there's a lot of positives. I think um, there's there's a lot of positive things about oversharing that we've already discussed as well. I think one thing is like looking for social cues when you're oversharing and people want you to stop. <laughs> so if people don't actually say stop, um, which is hard. It, I've been on the other end of that when someone's oversharing so much and talking in circles. And I'm like, so the biggest social cue of, for self-awareness, if you are oversharing with someone who doesn't really want to hear it, is look for the cues. And I think some of those cues are if you notice people's body language starting to be like off-putting, if you notice them becoming less responsive, if you notice them bringing up that they have to go, if you notice them trying to like close a session by like grabbing a check, if you notice them changing the subject back to something else because they're not enjoying the subject that you're going on, they're like just look for the social cues because sometimes the conversation will become one-sided and it's not a conversation anymore. It becomes you talking at the friend. So we can either be a victim of this, which I'm sure any of us have been, or we could maybe be the person that is doing it. So just be mindful. Like if someone's starting to seem very like closed off from you, and maybe that means like you need to ask something about them or maybe you're sharing too much about this topic or maybe you're making them feel uncomfortable because you are oversharing. And then on the flip side, 
you know, finding those ways, like if you feel like someone's oversharing, you know, having the courage to say, hey, like it's a little too much or let's talk about something else. You know, there's, there's definitely ways for us to see that on both sides as well. So let's wrap it up with a few more things that we can do in order to kind of get over this oversharing. I want us to also think about the emotions that we're feeling before we're speaking. So then that way, you know, maybe we're coming from an emotionally charged place and that's why we want to overshare. Maybe we feel vulnerable or tempted to overshare. That's like one of the biggest things for me. It's like, I just want to tell this person this like positive thing. And I, I feel tempted because I feel like um, it's a safe topic and they feel like a safe person and I, I feel vulnerable and I want to share it, which again, isn't a negative. Um, before sharing anything personal, really ask yourself, does like this, per- does this person in my life need to know about this right now? Um, and what what may they do with it? So again, like if it's something super private, do you want to share it with somebody that's a super close coworker or just like kind of someone that you work with that maybe them knowing is going to put things into a sticky situation for them, right? Is that the person to overshare with? Um, Teaching ourselves to respect our own boundaries and respecting others' boundaries as well when it comes to oversharing. Going back to what I just said earlier, really just practicing the art of a healthy, balanced conversation back and forth. They've said something, you share something. You connect on something that they said, they connect on something you said. Like understanding how conversation flow should go and how it shouldn't be a talking at um, therapy moment, right? And make peace with silence. Not my favorite thing, but it's okay to not always be talking. My husband has helped me learn this. Many men have helped me learn this. Like it is okay. Slowing down the speed, definitely not my strength. Um, Slowing down the speed or being articulate uh, with your choice of words. So sometimes what will slow down my speech is if I'm trying to be more eloquent and I think about like, oh, I'm about to say this word. It would be better if I would uh, use that word instead. And even on the podcast, I've noticed like when I'm on a roll, I'm like, but then sometimes I also notice like when I'm slowing down because I'm looking for better words to use, uh, I find myself completing the sentence in a better way, feeling calmer, and it, it comes out much better. Uh, when you feel the need for attention or sympathy, because we all need it. You know, I get lonely when Doug's not around sometimes um, or someone, you know, is agreeing with you. Like that's not always the, the moment that means you can share every secret with them. Because here's the thing. We want to have faith that we can trust everybody, but unfortunately we can't. And that's why we have best friends. That's why we have really close people in our lives. So then that way we're able to really lean on them in moments where we maybe want to overshare with everybody else. Keeping our comments to a short response is a big one. Um, in your words or your conversations that you're having with other people or like posts on social media, also find your ways to protect your friends and family. You know, like, what is more important? There's times where Douglas has had conversations with me and he's like, I don't want you to post this. And I've had to say, okay, why? Is it just because you don't want to be on social media or is there like an actual reason? Um, 
you know, another one that like I feel was a lot more in like high school and stuff, but even now sometimes just avoid avoiding gossip or like controversial topics like politics, <laughs> trying to find the moments where like, is this the right group of people to be bringing up these subjects? And then just really learning like my bottom line about all of this is if any of these were like positive or negatives that came up throughout any of the podcast today, I just want you to learn to like accept yourself, love yourself. It's great. All you're doing by listening to this podcast or doing anything for yourself, self-care, meditating, um, reading self-help books, you're bettering yourself. Every single time you choose to turn on this podcast or choose to focus on self-care, you are making a better, stronger you. And I love you for that. You should love you for that. Oversharing is not something that I think that we should feel guilty about. I think it's something we should embrace, but I think there's beautiful moments of oversharing and then I think there's boundaries with it. So really just navigating what those are, what they look like for you and how you would like to make change in your current choices. I hope you loved everything about today's episode. I want to let you know I am going to be in town with my BFFs this weekend. I cannot wait. I am going to New York City. No, I'm not seeing anyone but the two of them because of everything. It's always so hard to go to New York because I have so many friends there, but um, I cannot wait to see them. It's my best friend's birthday on Friday. We're going to celebrate. We're doing puppy yoga. We're doing, um, what else are we doing? We're doing dinner dates. We're going mini golfing. So all these fun things we have planned and I just cannot wait to celebrate with her. Uh, that being said, I'm very excited. I'm pulling out of the woodwork an episode that I had done a while back with a very special guest. And it's the, the whole month has been about love and it's a lot about self-love. And I interviewed her literally last July. So I'm actually really excited to kind of pull this episode back and finally have a space where I think it's like the perfect month to have her as my monthly guest. So I cannot wait for you to tune into that next week, but I'll be working on that throughout my travels to and from New York. And I'm just excited to like get that episode out. So it is a guest episode next week. So be sure to tune in for that. Enjoy your self-care moments, overshare, undershare, be the best you. I love you so much. And have a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous rest of your week. And I will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.